existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey y'all, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi And this week, we're doing Blazing Saddles versus the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, this was my idea. Um, I think I should be commended for remembering the name of Adam Sandler. Me movie. too, because I, I kept calling it The Hateful Eight forever. I mean, I knew it wasn't actually The Hateful Eight, but I did, couldn't remember the actual title. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. And we had to watch them. Yeah. Well, Blazing Saddles, 1974... Um, I think I probably enjoyed more than you did. Like we talked a little bit about it right before we went on the air. Um, I, I don't think either of us has seen it since we were kids. I think part of the problem is I remembered all the jokes. So the, there's a lot of shock factor with a lot of jokes. So they weren't as funny as I remembered. Yeah. And, but there was, I mean, I love Cleveland little, so no, what's, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And, and, uh, Gene Wilder's Gene great. Wilder, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But no. s- some of this stuff was just, oh, right. It's not funny like it used to be to me. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm just jaded. I don't think it's jaded. You know, it's it's just that humor evolves over time, and this is definitely yeah. Well, I think that's. But there's some older movies that I can laugh at a lot. So, because we disagree on that, I think a lot of old movies. I think some of the humor is universal or not timeless, and I think is still funny. But just this one didn't strike me as funny as I thought it would. I laughed. I laughed a few times. Oh, I did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that doesn't mean anything because I left her in Ridiculous Six too, and we're going to talk about that. Oh, but I don't, I don't, I can't imagine. Yeah, I don't know if we are going to talk about it now because I don't know if we're ever going to talk again. If you say <laughs> you're telling me you laughed at Ridiculous Six, but sorry, uh, I guess we'll get to that. Um, yeah, no, I thought you know even even the ones the lines I knew like um, where all the white women at was pretty fucking funny. Um, rewatching and you know. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. Yeah, I, but I think that well, that's the point. I think when those scenes came, I enjoyed the movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I think if you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. But I think I was anticipating those scenes before they came because I knew they were coming and they weren't as funny because of because of my stupid memory. Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Like I, I still liked the uh, the ending, which I totally was one of the things I really remembered from seeing it as a kid because it was very yeah. meta for the time be- before people were doing that really yeah and I, I didn't remember i remember the scene the very ending where it's nighttime and they're going to the premiere i didn't remember the whole busby berkeley kind of thing with dom deluise as a director i didn't remember that at all yeah get them girls yeah yeah busting through the sets i re- no, that's what i remembered i actually didn't remember them go to the movies Oh, that's funny because it was like there. It was daytime. I was like, man, I don't remember this at all. I have a false memory of it being nighttime, and then the memory I had clicked on. Yeah, and then what I thought was funny about that was they went to the movies and they're watching their own movie. Yes. And then while they're watching their own movie in the movie, Gene Wilder has a thing of popcorn. <laughs> so it was a. <coughs> excuse me. Um. And now, I mean, it, that was the biggest meta of the movie, but there's lots of other little bits like that all throughout the movie, like the, the entire Hedley Lamar stuff. Right. Which, all throughout the movies. Which nobody watching today, like no millennial or whatever, is going to get that reference. There's a few that will. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, some of them are Hedley Lamar fans. They, mm-hmm. Well, you know, you go through those, uh, those wiki rabbit holes and somehow end up on her page. But um, yeah, apparently I mean, she sued about this movie. And was settled out of court. Did she really? Yeah. He even mentioned that in the in the film. She, she can't sue because this is uh, 1875. She's not even born yet. <laughs> well, she, that didn't that didn't hold water. Yeah, some of the Cleavon Little and and um, Gene Wilder are the obvious high points of it. Uh, some of the acting, especially Mel Brooks, he's way over the top with the kind of vaudeville shtick. In his role roles, he does a couple roles in it. I was a little surprised, and and I guess I didn't remember how raunchy it was. Not in a bad way; it just it was funny. Yeah, well, and the the constant 
use of the N word. Um, yeah, that was that I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did, but it, it was shocking even even to me with the little old lady and you know. Um, yeah. Just cause... so we now we know because pretty much Tarantino movies are, are references to something constantly. So now we know this past couple movies he's been referencing Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. That's all it is. It's just an homage. Mm-hmm. He's got no problem with race. Um. Yeah, but. I, it was also, well, 74. I mean, I guess, you know, that's when you could do that kind of thing because the the jokes were all at the, ex- or the, and the use of the word were all at the expense of racism. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't gratuitous. I mean, it was, it's shocking just because you're like, oh, fuck. Um, these people are really racist, but, but it worked in the movie mm-hmm. for, for the humor and the point it was trying to make, I thought. Um, and the scene of uh, Cleavon Little uh, kidnapping himself, I thought was pretty hilarious, actually. That's another one that I, I think I was just looking forward to it too much. That's the <laughs> um, scene. If I were just to think of that movie, that's the first scene I think of. I love, I love how he does that. I love, especially because it's mostly the kidnapper voice that he uses throughout. Yes. And then, but when he goes to his voice, is really funny. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. <laughs> and they had. Um... Yeah, I think a lot of the jokes fall flat nowadays just because it's it's kind of old schooly. Um, no, I I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would, but I disagree with that. I think that for me they fell flat because I knew they were coming. But I think if a millennial, as you said, watched this, they would find it just as funny because they hadn't seen the movie before. Well, I I don't. It's possible, but I think a lot of the humor is. Uh, well, some of it's kind of like Warner, old Warner Brothers cartoons, which they also oh, reference yeah. at one point. <laughs> Specifically reference, yeah. yeah. With a that's all folks thing. Um, but some, like I was saying, the, the Mel Brooks character is, when he's as the governor, is way over the top. Um, that's the kind of humor I wouldn't even like when I originally saw when it. You saw it the first time. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Madeline Kahn, I don't know why she had to have that voice. Because <laughs> it was funny, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm more like the Clevon Little. Uh, not he wasn't mocking her, but he was speaking in her voice, and mm-hmm. that was funny. But yeah, it's, some of that kind of stuff that's like slip and fall on a banana peel type humor, um, or you know that goes back to the kind of humor that goes way back to Laurel and Hardy and that kind of stuff, um, which is good. So I, I don't I don't get what you're saying. Is it? You don't like what Laurel and Hardy? I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I feel like it wouldn't hold up for me. Oh, but... it would hold up. I, I don't think Abbott and Costello holds up because it's, it's wordplay that you only get when you're you only really appreciate when you're a kid. But I think Laurel and Hardy really holds up. I don't know. I think that Abbott and Costello one where they meet the mummy and Dracula and all those uh, monsters would hold up. Maybe. But that's only because I loved it so much as a kid. Um, Laurel and Hardy, I was kind of indifferent to. Three Stooges never cared for, as we've discussed before. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, like the... I thought the hanging the dude on the wheelchair was funny, but then when they take it up a notch and hang the dude on his horse, it was... I, I thought that was funnier. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was. They took it a step too far. Like, it was oh, I the same joke, basically. I thought it was... A, I thought it was... An, improvement on the first joke i thought they yeah i like that but uh over overall yeah i would definitely say watch this one um if you haven't seen it and i don't know who hasn't apparently it's playing in the theater near you yeah i know it's coming uh i mean you not everybody no, not everybody yeah near specifically me. specifically yeah. san francisco yeah um or san jose i don't know oh, where that, oh that's not near you yeah don't forget that but uh, who? Well, who else is? I mean, everybody else is a supporting character, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey Corman is the antagonist. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's okay. Yeah, there. no. But not, again, nothing shining. Um, at one point, he makes a speech about how he'll win a Best Supporting Academy Award, and uh, obviously, that wasn't going to happen. But Madeline Kahn was nominated. Was she for this? Yeah. Wow. I wish I were joking because that would have been a funny joke, but I don't really think of those. Well, it's it's just a weird it's a weird mix because 
it does have like the really really old old school type of humor the borscht belt stuff and that but then it's also got a modern sensibility with the racism angle and stuff it's also weird because you think about this came out in 74 the western died in in like the 60s so he was mocking a a genre that wasn't really around at the time which is is funny yeah kind of and i mean we talked a little beforehand about how you you thought maybe some of his other films were better like young frankenstein came out the same year which i don't know if um i don't know if that holds up as well either but i feel like it probably does I think so, yeah. Peter Boyle putting on the Ritz, I always think of. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I I did enjoy this. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I didn't laugh as much as I thought I would. Yeah, no, well, me either. Um, But it it was actually pretty smart, and that's what I was going to bring up. Like, some of his later movies, I don't, like, Spaceballs was just pretty terrible. Um, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I think I liked it as a kid, and and that might be primarily because of John Candy. Yeah. The, it, no, it doesn't. I guarantee you it doesn't hold up. Um, History of the World, Part 1. Not great. Didn't he do... I think he did, like, Silent yeah. Movie 2 with Marty Feldman. Yeah, that was in the 70s. I, I think that would hold up. You think? I know. I can't... Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, I'll spoil the final joke. There's only one word spoken, and it's spoken by Mar- Marcel Marceau. Oh, yeah. And wh- what does he say? I can't even remember. I don't know. I just like that. That's 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 their that's joke. That's the joke. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Marty Feldman stars that? I thought uh, Dom DeLuise starred in that. I thought it was Marty. All right, now we're gonna have to look up goddamn silent movie. Um. And anyway, I think that was was a weird thing that was probably not that popular at the time, but is still good. What's that? Silent movie. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Marty Feldman, man. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, I think what happened was. He started out, uh, well, he probably started out with the producers, right, in the mm-hmm. 60s, and then went on to these kind of, um, these kind of parodies, and then, but then, the more he went on, and the the, the older he got, I guess, uh, the more he turned into kind of the Wayans Brothers type parodies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, which, I guess, so, you might be right, like, people might like these because they're still making them. Or they were for a while, at least into the 90s and early 2000s. He's talking about making a sequel to Spaceballs. Oh, because the new movie's out? Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope he doesn't. Because I don't... Do people is do people have a fondness for that movie, Spaceballs? Oh, people love it. Do they really? Yeah, yeah people love it. But people love it because they saw it when they were like 10 or 12. Probably, I don't know. Since I haven't seen it, I can't really say. Yeah. Uh, people love Blazing Saddles... And um, what's the other one? Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. And they love, they even love, no, maybe they don't. I think that I see Robin Hood, Prince of uh, Men in Tights Men. mentioned sometimes. Oh, I don't yeah. think people love that. No, that yeah, that was way too late for, that's what I'm but saying. I hope he, they, I kind of hope he doesn't. Uh, but uh, High Anxiety never gets mentioned. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen it. I, I. I think I saw it on, on cable when I was a kid. I barely remember it. Was that that was probably sixties too, right? Yeah. No, that's late seventies. Oh, that's was after, it really? That's after all this. He did he did um uh Blazing Saddles was his third movie. I I guess that means Young Frankenstein was his fourth. He did the producers first and that Twelve Chairs is the second movie he did. I don't know who wrote that, but that's a fun little movie. I've never seen it. And that's much different than his later stuff. I, I, it seems like it's based on a folktale, and if it isn't, it should be. And it's like these these chairs are – this is based on a very old memory, but the, in Russia there's this set of chairs that people are going after because there's something hidden inside the chairs. And it's there's – there's Tom Delweese is in it, and it's good. Of it's, but it's it's not the parody kind of thing yet. So producers is is just Mel Brooks, and then right. but then he then he ended up like you're talking about the parody stage where everything's a parody. So, but High Anxiety came after he he was successful with the other ones. Well, he got that wrong too, because in uh, in Soviet Russia, chairs chase you. That's true, but Yakov Smirnov was not born yet to tell everybody what the truth was. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that one sounds more like kind of a scavenger hunt type movie. Did you did you ever see that with Richard Mulligan? <laughs> yes, yeah. I, we've spoken of it before. It was a favorite of mine. Yeah, me too. TV movie, right? 
I don't think so. I think it was a movie movie. This is a discussion we've also had before, because I remember you telling me it wasn't. I always thought it was a TV movie, because I saw it on TV. Yeah, same here. I mean, I saw it on cable, I think, as a kid. Um, anyway. But uh, that's Scavenger Hunt was more in the long lines of, uh, it's a man, 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 man world. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Like, I guess, I guess this kind of holds up. Um, like I said, I don't think, well, I don't think you would be offended by the, by the racism in here because it's being made fun of. But uh, I mean, unless you're dumb and, and just don't get it, but it's so this obvious. This movie does not get made today though. No, no, there's no way it gets made today. Um, <clears throat> well, it's just surprising because Tarantino is just as bad. But Tarantino, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think he kind of uses the same excuse, like, you know, that. It's pointing out how racist uh, the times were back then, but um, but it's okay because it's a serious movie. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I I think it works better as a comedy movie. Like, yeah, with him, it makes me way more uncomfortable. Well, I was reading a little bit. Mel Brooks is like every time he was uncomfortable about using it, Richard Pryor or Cleveland Little would be there and say, "No, it's okay. It's perfect." So well, that's right, because Richard Pryor worked on this. I forgot he was one of the writers, and he was supposed to be the sheriff but uh, the studio wouldn't take it because he was really heavily involved in drugs at that time and insurance wouldn't cover it <laughs> and i don't and uh, richard pryor is very funny in some movies i don't think he would be nearly as funny in this no movie. no cleveland little is perfectly cast in this yeah it's just perfect and gene wilder was not the original uh gunman it was some old actor who got too drunk on the set which <laughs> is funny when you consider the part like some old-time actual western actor or something yeah, I don't know if he's a Western actor, but oh. actor Gig Young. I, I I saw his face and didn't recognize him. Oh yeah, Gig. I know his name just because his name's Gig, but yeah, I couldn't tell you what he was in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I am I'd rather actually talk about uh the ridiculous six because I feel like there's we're not gonna make any valid points at this juncture no. on uh, no. Blazing Saddles. It was, it was fun. I, if you hadn't seen it, you should see it. Uh, but no, it, it doesn't it doesn't grow with age. Not, not, that's the thing. I'm thinking of there's other comedies I watch, and I think they're funny each time. And I, I think this is funny, but it doesn't make me laugh as much as other comedies. Like Monty Python movies still make me laugh after I've seen them a few times. And I'm not like a big Python nerd. Person. Yeah. I just, they just do. So I don't know what it is about this that doesn't. But the performances are awesome, so it makes up for, for it. Yeah, I... Um, so yeah, most of the performances are, I, I yeah. think, um, I, I really, I think we should do Caddyshack at some point because I, I want to see how that holds up. up. Except you, for the whole subplot about pregnancy. Right. Yeah. That was, well, that didn't hold up at the time. No. <laughs> so, like, why is this even in it? Yeah. Denny. Oh, wow. I didn't put this together, but the, the uh, David Huddleston was in Blazing Saddles and he's also in Big Lebowski. Who's David Huddleston? Why do I know his name? Because he's in Bingle Basky, but he played, um, he was the one of the townspeople, like the big, like the kind of heavy looking guy with dignified look. Huh. Was he, was he the Big Lebowski? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I didn't recognize him in this at all. I, thinking about it, I do, but no, I wouldn't have p- picked it out. So that's awesome. Yeah, and... Uh, all, I don't know who that guy. There was the one guy who was like kind of Harvey Corman's. He wasn't his sidekick, uh, but he was in Fletch. Um, I recognized him from that. He was like one of the just one of the racist members of the gang. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, this is doing no good. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up since I don't know his name or anything. Um, well, his 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 little not assistant, but the head racist was Slim Pickens. Yeah. Really who, funny. Who did a really good job in it, yeah. Fresh off of uh, Doctor Strangelove, I guess. Not fresh off of, but... Yeah, well, he did, they put him into a cyrogenic? They cryogenic, him, yeah. Cryogenic, and they, they woke him up for Blazing Saddles. And he's sleeping now, so hopefully they'll wake him up for a future Western. I think they tried to wake, wake him up for Ridiculous Six, but he read the script and refused to awaken. Well, yeah, that was smart of him. Maybe he'll be in Spaceballs too. Um, yeah, well, let's let's take a break then so we can talk about... Ridiculous Six, which is, uh, I'm sure, more interesting to more people at this point than uh, Blazing Saddles. So we will be right back. (laughs) 
We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. back now the moment everybody's been waiting for ridiculous six the uh the highest rated show ever on netflix movie movie sorry highest rated movie on netflix it's a terrible movie oh it did make me laugh (laughs) i don't know how that's possible certain scenes i would never want to sit through the whole thing ever again i would not tell anybody to watch it and it's a total waste of an awesome cast i was gonna say i what is harvey keitel doing in this and well i guess luke wilson's been in a lot of dumb comedies but still luke wilson is in funny comedies usually and um yeah, go ahead. I don't. I was thinking of somebody. Uh, Terry Crews is in Terry it. Crews, Terry Crews. I know that really upset me that he was in it. Um, so he was. He, he had one of the parts that made me laugh. Rob Schneider, I expect. Yeah, you expect uh, him to be in it, and he's Rob Schneider. So the, the guy from Lost. Anyway, the, the cast. The cast is the only thing, thing that would make me want people to watch it because I like these people. They're nice people. It's just too bad that they were forced to do these this movie that was not. Oh, and uh, Will Forte. What's his name? Yeah, Will Forte. It um, was it. The yeah, it was weird because I was looking up the cast list and uh, Jorge Garcia, the guy from Lost, um, plays this guy, but it said his his voice was done by Robin Leach. I don't understand that at all. So. There's a point in the movie where Adam Sandler has to use his mystical Native American powers to hear what what uh, Jorge Garcia's character says. Oh, and that was Robin Leach's voice. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I remember that scene. That, that didn't click for me because most of the time he just grunts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, why would they need Robin Leach to do that? Oh, that makes sense. Um. It no, it's. I don't know. We've watched that uh, Santa and the Easter Bunny sat through Showgirls and Zardoz. I, <laughs> no, this is not as bad as I any think this is the worst movie There's I've seen. There's nothing in this movie that to, makes you physically ill from watching it. There's no rape scene. There's no. There's nothing that's, that's just off-putting like that. This it, is just. This is just a typical bad movie. It was like a rape of my mind. <laughs> my good. It Cosby'd my good taste. That's neither here nor there. There's, there's, this is a terrible movie. Oh, it's god awful. Like, I, I recommended it, and I didn't expect it to be this bad. Like, no, I didn't either. I thought there would be a. La- I didn't laugh once. I was mostly just disgusted, and I did think at the beginning with the uh, when he was with the uh, Native American tribe, I did find it offensive. Like, I was like, yeah, this is not cool. Um, with all the stupid names, you know. Yeah, that's that's just and that's that's not only lazy, but it's lazy from the 1950s. Well, exactly, which is the problem with the entire movie to me, really. Um, well, not it's not all lazy from the 1950s, but it's all lazy. There's a lot of laziness, yeah. Yeah, the the fucking uh, donkey who has diarrhea yes. that blows people away. I I was I like to think that that. Uh, it's a barrow, by the way. Was was Rob Schneider's idea? I he, I a hundred percent am sure it was. If if that was involved, sorry, David, to to be so down on your brother. Yeah, yeah, we are sorry about that. But you know, he's an anti-vaxxer, David. So, uh, we gotta we gotta yep. cut him loose. Uh, yeah, there was not much good about the Chris Parnell, another great actor, wasted barely in the movie, and even when he's in the movie, he does not give him any fun, funny things to do. I did find that. Uh, Jorge Garcia's little antics made me laugh a couple times. <laughs> Sorry. Really? And, and Terry Crews' uh, reverse jerk jerk joke made me laugh too. I might have been tuned out at that point. I don't know. It's, he they Terry Crews is in is a brother of the six people. They're all brothers of the same father, and he they're all together to rob something. He's like, I I want to come clean. This is my secret, and I have never told anybody. But oh yeah, uh, my mother's black, so that's funny. Really? Yeah. <laughs> was it? 
Yes, it was. I, I just uh, want to... There's... No, go ahead. There's... there's uh... The it what it didn't end up being as funny as it could have been, but the whole idea of Lincoln having a bodyguard that just left was was kind of slightly amusing. There's little slightly amusing things, which is 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 not indicative of the how terrible the movie is. The movie is bad from front to back. But see, to me, was, like the the whole Lincoln thing was like it was like a bad Saturday Night Live sketch. It was just a premise that I don't think was as funny well, as it should have been. That's fine. I mean, there's plenty of of movies that are based on bad Serena I've sketched. That's it's, true. It's, I, I, yeah, it's just, I like Adam Sandler movies sometimes, but this is not a time where I like it. No. And, uh, yeah. What, what is wrong with you Netflix people? Although I guess we are partially to blame too, cause we both watched it. So, um, we upped the ratings. We did. Yeah. Probably made it the, the best, uh, highest grossing movie of all time over mm-hmm. the force awakens maybe r2 r2 views that's what did it uh r2d2 but here's here's the level of of humor in this uh speaking of laziness vanilla ice plays mark twain (laughs) that's another thing it was so stupid it was funny no he's like talking all like vanilla ice like a a white rapper trying to be hip in the 1800s. Really? You found that funny? Yes. That's, cause it's it like so the level stupid. of rapping granny, which is already, you know, no, uh, no, it's different than rapping granny. Cause rapping granny is, is trying to be funny, but I don't feel like vanilla is playing Mark Twain is trying to be funny. I think it's just trying to be stupid. Uh, well, it was stupid. It was stupid. It was so stupid that it was funny. Wow, man. We are going to disagree a lot on this. The, uh, that, uh, but that's the level of joke, uh, that, and there's something else that was funny about that scene that that was stupid and funny is they they kept like like instead of saying psych you know sometimes when you say something that's not true and you, at the end you say psych do you do you ever do that I did when I was uh in 8th grade yeah exactly instead of saying that they say satire which kind of cracked me up oh dude it cracks me up that Mark Twain would say satire at the end of saying an absolute lie but, uh, but again, Whitney Whitney Cummings is in that scene, and she's absolutely totally wasted. And the well, I'm not a fan of her anyway, so yeah. Well, she's okay. I didn't like her TV show, but I I don't know. She could she could have done better than that. And women are treated really poorly in this movie. Yes, very poorly. Women and Native Americans and uh, Native the, Americans weren't treated as poorly as I expected. Oh, no, me either. But probably because uh, they all walked off before uh, they could finish. No, it turns more out scenes. not many people walked off. That was overblown, according to reports afterwards. Nobody's treated as poorly, though, as uh, the viewer. No. The Taylor Lautner character, <laughs> his so whole stupid. joke is that he has three nipples. Well, I mean, and no, that he's dumb as hell. Yeah. But um, he was very charming. In I the have movie. to say, he did a good job in yes. that in that role. I was surprised. But, uh, I think, aside from Adam Sandler, who was curiously stoic and kind of off-putting in this very film. off-putting yeah everybody else was was absolutely charming in these terrible roles yeah they they did their best i don't know what adam sandler was doing with his voice he was trying to get like some kind of kurt russell gravelly thing well, going he was going for a clint eastwood kind of thing is that, yeah is that what it was yeah either way so, but it doesn't the only time you heard the real adam sandler was when the the harvey Keitel was being uh, having his head a, cut off yeah, no oh. <laughs> no before that when he was in like uh, adam sandler was doing some kind of mirage yeah. oh right right doing the voice uh trying to give him a bad acid trip or whatever yeah. he was doing yeah, yeah. so uh, no it was not a good hopefully the next one on because netflix has four of them coming uh, and they'll probably order more now that this one's done so well it's weird that it did so well it's very weird i mean i can see like people being interested, like oh, it's an Adam, Adam Sandler movie on Actually, uh, Netflix. Well, but I take that back. It's not weird because Adam Sandler's, even though his re- most recent movies have been relative bombs, they've still made, you know, forty fifty million dollars. Well, and this is the first Netflix movie that has come out and has had a star attached to it. So I don't think it's that weird that it's the biggest movie because all the other Netflix movies have already been through uh, the, the theaters and have already been available on dvd for a couple months and then they're on netflix i guess that's true and it's not surprising that his movies make money because there's none up on the screen 
You know what I mean? I mean, they've got to be cheap ass productions to make. No, no, I don't mean like profit. Profit. I mean, as far as how many tickets they sold. Oh, I still don't get what you're saying. But uh, I mean, lots of people go to see his movies. Yeah, well, that makes them profitable, right? Oh, I didn't understand. Yeah, even if there's there's crap on the screen, like if they're not paying a lot to make the movie, a lot of people go to see it. Is oh, like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, um, he's 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 profitable, and he has people coming in. That's I guess you're. I've yeah, seen... and yeah, he's profitable, and people people enjoy him. But what I what I'm saying is, like this this movie, like I would have been embarrassed to have spent any more than a week writing this movie. Well, I'm sure they didn't spend any more than a week. I think they probably movie. didn't. Yeah. It's Adam Sandler and his, what's the Tim Hurl, Hurl, he is, who's, who's done a lot of work with Adam Sandler. Yeah. I they, don't know. Is he's, I don't know. Oh, he's one of those guys that's always in the movie. I don't remember what he looks like though. I, I don't know who he is either. Um, he's probably a Saturday Night Live writer who they became buddies. Yeah. But he's he's worked with them a long time. They made a lot of funny movies, so it's too bad that this one just happened to be not funny. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of what funny movies they might have made, but uh, but Big yeah, Big Daddy was funny. Happy Gilmore was funny. I don't. I never saw Big Daddy. Um, funny. Mr. Deeds, mm, can't say that's funny. It was okay. Punch Drunk Love was funny in that he thought he could do a serious role. He was fine in that role. Um. Same with uh, the one with, uh, who was it, Penelope Cruz? I can't even remember that. Spanglish. That one I didn't see. He was also fine in the, the Jed Apatow movie he did. Uh, I didn't watch that. It was okay. Funny People? Billy Madison funny. In any event, this is... You this agree is with no, some of that. You just refuse to say it. This is no Billy Madison, I'll tell you that. Jack and Jill never saw it. Why would you? Grown Ups, Grown Ups, that was a really popular series. I never saw that either. Yeah, I know it was popular. You know what else was a really popular series? Paul Blart Mall Cop. Um, I don't think it says much. At least Kevin James had the good sense not to be in this. Yeah, it was surprising because he's usually in these movies. Yeah. Um, I think he was just busy. I don't think it's good sense. Yeah, that you're probably right. I'm trying to think of anything that was even remotely funny in this. Like... Oh my God! The when they met Abner Doubleday, so that's another one. John Turturro's John Turturro. in it. Steve yeah, Buscemi, of course, is in it. I thought that was funny too. It was so stupid having the uh, the rules for baseball being set up because the Abner Doubleday just wanted to win. That was a stupid Saturday Night Live skit. Was, gag. Yeah, it was a Saturday Night Live skit that went on way too long. I ended up fast forwarding through it because I I got it after like you one fast joke. forwarded through the movie. I had to watch the whole thing and you fast forwarded. I fast forwarded through the baseball part because well, after. After the first two things, I'll call it a strike zone or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, I get I get this. You missed a great joke. I'm sure I did not. The film. Um, yeah, that was painful. Them singing the song about their dad was painful. Nick Nolte, by the way, playing their dad, who... Uh, Wait, I, no, they had something I did block out. I don't remember the song. Oh, really? When they're oh, sitting around the campfire? campfire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, there's, there's plenty of bad to say about this movie. It's It's... If you're going to choose between seeing Blazing Saddles for the 300th time and seeing this, you should see Blazing Saddles for the 300th time. I'd say if you're going to choose between seeing uh, Human Centipede in this, see the Human Centipede. Nope, 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 nope. See um, this. Do you, have you seen Human Centipede? No, of course not. Okay, there you go. See see this. Do, do not see a movie where people's mouths are, are so to other people's anuses. I don't know. I don't see much difference I between that and serious. a burrow shitting i hope you're not serious I, I am serious i think this this literally might be the worst movie that i've seen you're for this wrong. only because you're uh, wrong. it's not there, there's nothing disturbing there's nothing after you watch this movie we're like oh man I, that, that turned my stomach it's just a bad movie it is but showgirls had things that turned my stomach that that terrible movie that you guys loved with the this the heist with perry perry uh Oh, yeah, that? class of 1984. That was much, much, much worse than this. No. Oh, yeah. that was a, <laughs> that was enjoyable, at least. I this... can't, I can't, you know, I can't help you get off on rape scenes. I can't help you on that. <laughs> that That is... What's the deal with this show, uh, the, the You, Me, and the Apocalypse? I don't know. Never heard of it. It's something that's coming on NBC, and it has Rob Lowe. Is, it's, is he doing... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's... 
When we did the uh, when we did the fall preview, we mentioned that that he was going to be in two shows. Okay, it has Pam from The Office and uh, Rob Lowe, and I think there's uh, Nick Offerman's in it too. She she has a name, by the way, Pat. It's John Krasinski. Oh, I thought. Oh, John Krasinski's in a movie right now. Oh, Michael Bay movie. <laughs> a Michael Bay movie about Benghazi, which, by all accounts, is awful. Roy is also in in it. Who's, who also has a name that I don't know. Oh, from The Office? So, he's yeah, in the Michael Bay movie? Yeah, he's he's in the movie with John Krasinski. Uh, I think his last name is Dunham. It's Roy Dunham. Lena. Lena um, Dunham. There yeah. you go. Oh, dude. I can't... Ridiculous six. Yeah, I can't believe you actually laughed at some of this. I, I was just kind of sitting there... I can't believe you're saying these terrible movies are worse than it. This is just an awful movie. It's not a horrific movie. It's just a movie people will forget about. Those other movies are going to be their cult favorites because they're so bad. Here's this the thing, man. The like, You can talk about Class of 1984 and Showgirls, the, the rape scenes and stuff. At least they made me feel something, even if it was negative. This movie... It obviously made you feel negative, because all you can say is negative stuff. <laughs> it's, it's so bad bad it's this not is even just, yeah that's good the bad thing. It's, it's like no it's so bad it's just bad it's just something's forgettable yeah but i had to sit through it that was that was the <laughs> you problem you chose it i know i didn't make you do it so you made me sit through it that's true at least you got some laughs out of it though <laughs> yeah i didn't like it the i don't understand the I mean, Steve was semi understand because he's always in the Adam Sandler movies. Like, and John, same with John Turturro. I don't, I don't get why they got how they got Harvey. I guess they need a paycheck. I don't think they do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like helping out a friend. Maybe you know. I don't think it's helping out a friend. I think they have a good time. I guess, but like seeing because Adam Sandler doesn't need the help. It's not like Adam Sandler's like John Turturro. If you're not in this movie, it's not going to get made. That's true. I think it's just like they're going to have a fun time and they're going to get a nice paycheck. Are you saying Adam? Or no, you're saying they don't need the paycheck. I yeah, I don't I don't see how they could. Maybe John Turturro. Um, but seeing like Steve Buscemi um, look at the Burrow's ass and stuff, I was just like, oh, Steve oh, God, Buscemi. Yeah. You... And anything with the Burrow was awful. Yeah. Nobody and... thinks that's funny. No, except Rob Schneider. Like you said, I I would almost a hundred percent guarantee that was all his idea. And him. Him playing a, a Mexican dude was... Yeah, no, why? Yeah. Please. I don't know, man. Um, Steve Zahn, he's in it too. Steve Zahn's in it with, yeah. Like him. But, <laughs> but wasted. Him. And a joke that was that was pretty clear from the... Before it even started, yeah, I know. <laughs> Will Forte was fine. I mean, he's another one that was fine in what he was given. Well, people uh, were fine in it, Um yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, not everybody. Nick Swarzen is never funny. Yeah, no, he's he's but not. The the lines he was given, he was fine. Will Forte is really good. It's it's it actually is sort of surprising he was in this because he's not usually in this kind of thing. After I guess he still is, but after because he did that MacGyver, terrible MacGyver certain live movie, which I guarantee is worse than this. You Magruber, think people people I seem to like that. I I think they're wrong. I, I mean, Groupers is wrong. Worse than this, I've never seen it. So was it was terrible on Saturday Night Live. That's why I mean. Yeah, I, I mean can't... it's it's a one joke premise that's just stretched out way too far. I mean, it realistically should have been a ten second skit. Um, um, maybe it was good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This... Oh, he was in all the grown ups too. So I'm wrong about Will Forte. Never mind. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, he's part of that crew. I. I mean, I understand making a paycheck. I don't hold it against any actor no. doing this this kind of thing. But Jesus, like, I would at least hope Steve Buscemi would look at that Burrow scene and be like, hey, can we maybe cut this part? No, I think he finds it funny. That's another thing. I think these guys do find it, the stupid stuff funny. Oh, I just man. I just think most of the time when the stupid stuff, like a, there's a movie like this with a lot of stupid stuff, I usually appreciate it because I like stupid humor. But this one just it was just so bad. It was over over the top. I love stupid humor. I mean, no, what? you don't. You yeah, don't. you don't love any of the Adam Sandler movies. They're filled with stupid humor. Like Big Daddy's a funny movie with wow. stupid humor. Uh, to me, it's not. That's not stupid humor. To me, Get a Life is stupid humor. The, uh, Get a Life is different. Get a Life is stupid with the point. I think this is just stupid. Yeah, but I enjoyed like uh, Harold and Kumar that first one. Yeah, 
Um, except for again, they have like this this shitting scene in it that. That's a part of stupid humor, and it's usually not funny. It's usually yeah, even in Bridesmaids, that was like the worst part of that. Yep. Um, but it's taken to a new level in this one. Um, no, it's 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 brought brought down to a new level. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's not elevated to a new new level. Not what I was trying like, to say. The Will Ferrell movies. Do you like any of those? Um, I'm tr- yeah, I I kind of do. Um, and I actually saw a, a scene from um, what was it? Step Brothers? Is that what it was called? Yeah, that's a funny, stupid movie. That uh, that made me actually it was when we were in Europe, and it made me actually crack up and it seemed really dumb um so i can get behind that kind of stuff yeah okay so i'll I'll give it to you've never seen stepbrothers no i haven't seen it you should do something versus stepbrothers because that's that's a pretty awfully stupid movie that's very funny and a lot of fun to watch caddyshack stepbrothers versus caddyshack that's fun yeah why not but yeah I, i don't know when i think back in the back in the day when we were watching comedies i'm sure i'm sure a lot of them don't hold up either, but I still maintain Airplane was funny. Oh, um, yeah. And, and I think Airplane holds up. Yeah, I, I think Airplane it does, two too. probably doesn't. No, um, it didn't. That's another one. It didn't hold up at the time, really. It wasn't Bachelor that great. Bachelor Party almost certainly doesn't hold up. No, there's no way. Adrian's Med? Nope. I think a lot of the comedies from the 80s don't hold up. Yeah, but they uh, also... Better Off Dead holds up. Better Off Dead, yeah. Speaking of dumb humor... um. But they also weren't, like, they didn't depend on this gross-out shit either. Yeah, that's um, a newer thing. I mean, Caddyshack had the, the poop scene, but it wasn't the same kind of thing. But what they did rely on, which modern movies don't rely on, on as much, is looking at, at women from behind curtains all the time. That's true. Or through uh, double mirrors or through little holes in the, in the locker room. The locker yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's going to consider Porky's a classic. Yeah, but at the time people loved it no that's true um uh, there's a great episode of it's always sunny that came out recently that makes fun of the genre of 80s it was actually they're they're pointing specifically 80s ski comedies but it it points a lot of stuff a lot of like 80s trying to get laid comedies yeah yeah it's funny stuff uh but but there were also comedies back then like in the 80s like uh midnight run and uh and Fletch, which were actual, like, they had plots that you could care about aside from the humor. Yeah, you don't think there's stuff like that around nowadays? I'm trying to think. I, it seems to me that most of the comedies I've seen have just been dumb, like, Hangover-type stuff. Hangover had a plot. Yeah, but it was secondary to the Bridesmaids jokes. had a plot. That's true. Well, and I liked Bridesmaids. I like Paul Feig. Um He's more closely aligned with those 80s comedies, though, I feel like, uh, in terms of his sensibility. Yeah, the good yeah. ones, yeah, not not Porky's. Um, but yeah, I think those are still getting made. I think both both kind of getting made and are popular. You said Sisters was good. That That's plot, true. Right? I yeah. haven't seen that yet, but I assume since it's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler wouldn't do crap. Uh, Anchorman didn't have a plot. Superbad. Yeah, Superbad was decent. Uh, although Most of the Apatow I, movies had... A bit of a plot. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Um, this Wedding Crashers I, didn't have an important plot, but it was still funny. Didn't see it. This has a plot, kind of, but uh, it's not important. It's not. It's really it's, not. It's and it's kind of dumb. Yeah. And Nick Nolte, I was gonna say, playing like it was painful to me to listen to him talk. Like he sounds what? like he's like gargling with acid. <laughs> not his fault I know well it kind of is his fault but um <laughs> but yeah I don't every time that like I could see that they thought the shit was funny but it just didn't it didn't work on screen like it didn't come across that way like the first scene where uh when Adam Sandler walks out of Steve Zahn's place and he does his like fast paced mystical uh karate or whatever Mm-hmm. It was it was just I was like oh this is stupid and not not stupid yeah. funny just stupid I think it's funny for a fourteen year old yeah and and maybe I'm just too far removed from from that time like if I was fourteen now who knows this might be you know this might be an airplane type memory for me but, I I don't think it would be as 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 much of I think pe- people find this funny though yeah I don't know because I 
you can still see like the difference between this and a Billy Madison or a Happy yeah. Gilmore. Like, no. yeah, you, you know, just considerably better. Yeah. I am looking forward to since we're kind of I, I feel like we're being very negative and we should be about this movie because it's a terrible movie, even though I mean, there's 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 we've had an argument somehow about a, a terrible movie, how bad it is. Well, but I want to talk you about said, something. Well, I will say I will reiterate, except for Adam Sandler and uh, and what's goddamn Nick Swardson, the acting is good. Oh, it's top notch. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's, it's a bit a big waste because everybody's very enjoyable to see. Yeah, John Turturro was excellent. I with his accent and everything. Um, and Luke Wilson always makes me happy. I wish he was in more movies. He seems so bland to me. I don't and know. I it's... love that about him. He always makes me laugh. There's the Charlie's Angels, a terrible movie, is is saved by the fact that he's in it and he's hilarious in it. Anyway, Sorry, what were you I saw say? A, tra- a trailer for the new Keegan and Keel movie. Keegan and whatever. What? What? <laughs> Keegan and what's his name? Ke- Keegan and Peel. Key and Peel. Key and Peel, there you go. <laughs> the guy's name's Keegan, right? Yeah, Keegan anyway, Michael Keegan. It's called Keanu. Have you seen that trailer? No. Oh what? my god, it, it it looks like it's gonna be really, really funny. I don't know how it couldn't be. What is it called? Keanu. And the if you you watch the trailer, it looks like it's a takeoff on John Wick. And it looks really, really good. Oh so, shit, they're getting into the the parody game? Uh, not really. It's not a straight parody. It's just a funny action movie, but it's I mean the cat's named Keanu, and I just imagine that they they saw John Wick and said, "Oh, this this would be a funny plot." Yeah. So they... a, the guy the guy's sad and gets a pet to make him happy, and then it goes from there. And somebody kills the the pet, Keanu. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. Um. Well, yeah, I'll watch anything that they that they're involved in. And their comedy's stupid, but funny. Well, it's smart, stupid, kind of like yeah. Uh, that's more. It's more like get a life. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, there is a there is there's a slight difference, and smart, stupid is never as popular as stupid, stupid. No, yeah. I actually like both. I can appreciate stupid, stupid sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, it's it's a like it's a delicate balancing act to get that to work. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Sometimes stupid, stupid. When they try to be smart, stupid, and they don't do it well, it just ends up being not funny. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Like you can't. You're either smart or you're not. You know, if you're just gonna go for stupid, stupid, then you gotta go, for go stupid, all stupid. in. You know. <laughs> yeah. Do a kingpin or you know. Kingpin's great. Kingpin's yeah. a great example of, of of smart, stupid. That's true. No, it is no, of no, stupid. That's, it, that's I guess smart, it's stupid. it's too smart to be consider really stupid stupid although yeah. it's got some stupid ass shit in it but it's funny yeah and i think they know it's stupid so i think meet the parents might be stupid stupid and it's still yes funny. uh yeah i don't know how funny that is but i haven't seen it for a while um yeah but but this is this is not even just well it is stupid stupid but it's it's not funny so it, it no it's not that there's funny bits but no it's not it's just it's kind of you forget it once you watch it yeah, hopefully. Hopefully you don't have <laughs> nightmares about it like I did. I think that's on on you. It's on the the mescaline I took before Terry I Crews, So it was most disappointed Terry Crews was in it. Even though he hosts that terrible, terrible show, he's making it as much advantage of his fame as he can. Yeah, I, I, I get I think, it. I think you gotta you got to take Brooklyn Nine-Nine as the anomaly and everything else is what the real Terry Crews is. Yeah, because wasn't he in one of those Tyler Perry shows too? Uh, was he? He was in. He was a father in Everybody Hates Chris, and he was he was in the Ice Cube show. That Everybody Hates Chris wasn't bad. No, I remember that being funny. I didn't watch like every episode, but well, I, I liked it. But the, he was in. Uh, what was the name of that Terry? Uh, not the ice. The ice. Which ice was? Oh, it? Are ice we Cube. there yet? Yeah. Yeah. He was in that TV show. Like I said, I don't. I don't blame actors for getting work, but I was kind of sad that he took this role after reading the entire script <laughs> i don't i don't mind that at all he did a good job so yeah he and he probably had fun i yeah i guess more more fun than we had anyway <laughs> I, um, that, I just imagine the guys making these movies just like they're having a party i might be wrong but that's how i imagine it yeah. Really... Like, why would the why why would Buscemi and Totoro come back all the time? Yeah, no, that's true. It must be it must be fun on set. And you know, they 
they probably only have to work a day too, so well, it's that's nice. That's true too. Yeah, it's um, not like they're in the whole movie. But and Buscemi's not getting the work he used to get, so maybe he doesn't. Yeah, it's true. It's it's kind of weird. Well, that's not true. He had that HBO show that ran forever. So yeah, that's yeah, so. Boardwalk Empire. Um, yeah, man. I don't. Uh, I just couldn't go along with this. I think Steve Zahn's in something new too, but I can't remember what it is. And I think uh, Angie Tribeca is coming out soon, which I want to. They, see. they already they already came out and they had the whole. They did the whole season. Thing. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to watch it that way because it's I don't know I don't like that. But I, I did watch bits and pieces, and it's I don't know if you're gonna like it. It's it's um. It's not funny in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine sort of way. It's funny in the Naked Gun sort of way where it's a, a joke every second. There's lots of puns. It's there's there's no it's just constant joke. Well, I don't mind that. Like I okay. said, Airplane's probably Yeah, it's my it's in that comedy, it's in that so. realm. It's it's more like uh what's the name what was Naked Gun based on? It's Police Squad. It's a lot like, oh, Police Squad, like, yeah. It's a lot like Police Squad. Which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, okay. The probably like it. the freeze frame at the end of every episode always <laughs> Yeah, I love that. It the same joke. See, that's that's the the trick. That's how do stupid, you stupid stupid? But how do you pull that off? And it's the same joke every episode at the end, and it's funny every time. Because it's it's just so stupid. Yeah, but this never rose to that level. No, no, it did not. Well, I think I think the scatological aspect of it is so gross that you can't laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just a, a waste of talent. Basically, yeah, I agree with that. I I think even Adam Sandler, well, especially Adam Sandler, because he was the worst part of the cast. Yes. Even he, who gets made fun of so much, could could have been funnier in this movie. He just he was a blank slate. It was stupid. Yeah, and I I do want to bring up again that uh, the women in this are relegated to victims or sluts, basically. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a great. No, that's that is a terrible aspect of the movie. Yeah, I thought I thought they would come around and be a little bit co- cool with uh, like his wife. His, what, yes, his fiance. His fiance who escapes from Steve's on, and I thought I thought I, I hoped that she was going to come and like save the day. Yeah, because that would have been a cool. But no, she was just a victim, so that was stupid. Yeah. So she escaped, and off screen she's captured again, which is that's great. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, so no, I agree with you there. Women are treated terribly in this movie. All right. Um, don't. I I would say don't see it. Like, there's no reason. Don't see it. Yeah, there, it's not interesting enough, even as like a sociological experiment to. No, it's not a bad movie that's worth watching. No, it's not. I the don't room. think some of the bad movies. I think the Santa Claus movie that we watched. I think that would I would definitely watch ahead of this because it's bad, terribly awful, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. This is bad, not fun to watch. I think uh, I, there's some some bad movies that were fun to watch. I would not say watch Showgirls. I would watch this before Showgirls, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would just say don't watch either of them. Um, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I would say watch Class of 1984. Um, no, don't watch that. That's terrible. Except for that, you can fast forward through that scene if you know when it's coming. Um, don't bother watching it. You don't have to worry about fast. Forward. <laughs> my my remote control doesn't even work for fast forward. Ah. Uh, Okay, I guess we... Uh, Recommendations. Yeah, well, now that we've ruined Adam Sandler's career, I feel kind of bad about that, but... That's okay. Yeah, let's go. What do you got for a recommendation? Uh, I think my first recommendation is going to be a weird one. I just thought of... There was like a, a documentary about him or something, but I think people should appreciate John Denver more. His early 60s... Not early, uh, 60s and 70s stuff, it was really interesting and fun, and I think as the 70s wore on and it became kind of like a, a more of a personality and less of a singer. He's not as, but his music is really good. It's really sweet and folky and, and nice. So that's my first recommendation for people who just think of John Denver as a Muppet. If Pat Se- says so. Se- sec- second recommendation is Idiot Sitter, show that's just started on Comedy Central. There's two se- episodes so far. It's stupid, stupid. It has mm, actors who I don't remember his names. What's the guy from the stapler guy from uh, Office Space? You never seen Office Space? What's uh, oh, Stephen seen Root? Office Space? Stephen Root. Stephen Root is plays the father, and he has a, a small but awesome part in it. And girl from Worker Hawks, and I don't know the other actress, but uh, there's a rich, a rich, a rich woman who can't, can't not get drunk and get arrested, and she's on house arrest, and 
a person who has heavy student loans came to the house thinking she was going to be a nanny, but it turned out she's just sitting for a person who's the same age as her, and it's ridiculous and stupid, but so funny. And uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. It sitter. Okay, I'll check that out on Hulu. Um, yeah, John Denver. I don't know that I can go along with uh, my Should. mom. My mom really loved him back when I was a kid, and I couldn't stand him then. Well, you should should have listened a little closer. Leaving on Jet Plane is a very sweet song. I, I've heard good covers of that song, yeah. Um, that's why, it, that's actually, that's true too, because I was listening to this documentary, and it's, I don't particularly care for his voice, but it's it, the songs are very sweet, and I was thinking, I bet all his songs are better when they're covered by someone else. Yeah, it's like Bob Dylan. Um, yeah, well, I, one thing I do appreciate John Denver for is uh, when the whole PMRC thing was going on. He testified before Congress, which I thought was hilarious um, because nobody was going to put stickers on any of his albums anyway. Oh, he uh, was like anti? He was anti putting uh, labels on records. Well, yeah, cool. yeah. So. yeah he's, his politics were pretty good, too. He was very – but somehow like he was anti-Reagan and he was against a lot of the things he did, but somehow he got awards from Reagan. Which... Yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> I, like, I like when people are able to pull that off. Um, well, I'm going to take a cue from you uh, with your John Denver and uh, recommend a single song. And it's a song that everybody's heard a million times and you probably think it's played out and whatever and you don't care. But I'm going to recommend You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers because if you really listen to it, like try to listen with fresh ears, it's a great fucking song, man. It's got all these dynamics. It's got great vocals, great production by Phil Spector. Uh, and, you know, it's been overused in a million movies and commercials and shit. And, and so you just think of it as like this, ah, it's this old oldie. But if you listen to it, just the way it, it builds and, and everything, it's, it's a pretty fucking amazing song. Um, and it's fun to, like, rediscover songs and, and kind of listen to them with fresh ears. Um, especially when they're that like ingrained in the culture and just see what's great about them or what made them that way in the first place. So that'll be my recommendation. Fucking easy enough. I didn't know he wrote songs. I thought he was just a producer. Who? Phil, Phil Spector? Spector? Yeah. Well, I think he credited himself with writing where it may not have actually been the case oh, he, as much, but like he brought the people together, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't actually know. Um, cause I don't know what his, like, I don't know if he played an instrument or not, um, but he did obviously did awesome production jobs and uh, murder He's, jobs. He, okay, yeah, he is the guy with the big hair. Who, yeah. Who's, did he get convicted or did he get off? No, he got convic convicted. Okay. Dude. Yep. Who, who was the Beretta? Beretta was the guy who didn't get convicted. Yeah, Robert Blake. Yeah. Um, of Lost Highway. It's I, funny, whenever I get sick, I watch nothing to do with this, but I watch Columbo. It's a very, it's a very, uh, it's like comfort food. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's what much better than Beretta? I've never seen Beretta. I just, I think, just because they're kind of '70s detectives, they, they go in, I yeah. mean, with Italian names. They go one name, they go along. But yeah, I'm sure Beretta was terrible. It was, and I mean, Robert Blake just seemed like somebody who would kill his wife. Like I, I didn't ever get the impression that he was like this nice, charismatic dude. Um, no. Even as far back as In Cold Blood, if you've seen that, he. Anyway. Um, do you yeah. think Phil Spector and Robert Blake worked together to kill people, or was it just these are one-offs? I don't think uh, I don't think Phil Spector would have like lowered himself to work with Robert Blake in his mind. From what I understand, next season of the serial is going to be about both cases in parallel. That that would be good. I mean, it couldn't be worse than this season. You don't like this season? I've listened to one episode and I was like, yeah, this is not grabbing me like the first one did, but I yeah. guess I should try some more. I I didn't know a lot about B Bergdahl, so I've I've liked it for that, and I've, it's kind of terrifying what he went through, and so I haven't minded it. Of course, I'm I was late a late comer to Serial, so it was I was listening to it right after I listened to the the last season. And she was yeah, just on Colbert. Oh yeah, Sarah Koenig. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet you won't watch uh, Making Refuse. Murder. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that. I don't know if i care to watch watch that you said it was wait how do you know i haven't watched that because we talked about it oh well i thought you were going to say some other show that i really want to watch but i always forget to watch it oh the wire no that's a band from the 70s 
like us on Facebook. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to hear more or if you'd like to say more or if you just want to be our pen pal and we'll write to you every day and we'll include FYIs. Or if you um, want to explain to us how a burrow having blasted diarrhea is funny. Because you can't. No, you can't, but we'll have fun trying to listen to it. Rate us highly on iTunes or even write a review, but just rate us highly. And most of all, tell your friends to listen because we love them more than you. We love them way more than you. Because we don't know them yet. Once we know them, uh, the, the fucking honeymoon's over. And they'll just be what's, another one of you. What's kind of a, a paradox is we love them more than you. But if, if they're listeners too and they're listening, that means we love you more than them. But then it goes into an infinite loop and our, all our heads explode. And yeah, no, we don't love anybody. There's no love anymore. Um, all right. Uh, we don't know what we're doing next week quite yet. Maybe we'll do Caddyshack versus uh, whatever the hell we said. Uh, or maybe we'll do games. Or maybe we'll do games. Games would be good too. Um, we'll probably be games because we're lazy. So that's what I'd look forward to. But uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>